So just wanted to welcome everybody back. We are doing another week of Focused Fire. Um, just real quick, a round of introductions for everybody who is not in the stream currently. This is Blue Crew 86. Uh, we are also joined by our co-host, Just Insane 0516. Whoop, whoop. And Steeman Willie Beeman, who is our walking grimoire expert. Hashtag nice. sad raves, man. I actually have I, I made an intro song for 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 Willow. Oh. Yeah. No. Do, no. Do we need to he, do we need to vet that before we play it? No, no, I think it's I think it's PG. <laughs> it's, no, no, I think it's good. You ready? All right. Let's oh, let's Willie, Willie, you ready to ready to hear this? Cuz you you're going to have to sing it every time you come on from now on. <laughs> you don't That's want honest. me to sing anything. Dude, Trust you've me. already sang on the stream. You've already sang on the stream twice. <laughs> yeah, here you go. Here you go. Vocal stylings. His name's Willie Beeman. He's got fallen heads steaming. Yeah. Yeah, that's real. That just happened. Wow. That was terrible. That's no well there, there is a non PG version of that that people used to see at work. Um I'm, that's actually how I came up with my gamer tag is Yeah. When, yeah. You know. Any given Sunday, look it up. Read a book. <laughs> All right. So that's that's who who we have. Have fun with that information. Um, and then Willie, did you want to go tell tell everybody what what we did last week and then what we're working on currently? Um, all right. Last week we went ahead. We went with the uh, city and the factions. Was the week fires uh, focus fire? We spoke about. Not we actually didn't cover that many. Like we didn't really get into the ones that were unknown all that much. There's a few that are barely mentioned. Um, but you know, we went into the the politics of each individual faction. Uh including, you know, the city itself, uh the the vanguard, of course, new monarchy, who wants a monarch. Dead Orbit, who wants to leave. Uh, and then we didn't go into Future War Cult that much because we saved it for last with it being the best. And uh, didn't really get into our spinfoil hat time. Yeah, you screwed but, me on that one, buddy. Uh, no, that was your fault. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we uh, we did all that. You know, we did that for a good, what, what was that, like two and a half hours? Yeah, that yep. was a long one. Yep, it was a it was a long one. Yeah, my wife got home and you know, I tell her this is important. Leave me alone. She wasn't happy about that for that gentleman. Um, <laughs> hopefully, she doesn't listen to this at any point in time, so she doesn't know that I talked about her on it. Uh, Wonderful lady. Oh, she is. Oh, yeah, she's a saint. I I do. She's a <laughs> saint. Fourteen. She deals with you, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but she beats me too, but that's a story for another time. Oh. Uh, now, do we go ahead and go into this week? Yeah, and, you know, just do a quick, just I guess just do a quick ta touch on the topic for this week because I don't want to get too far into it. All right. As, as we've already uh, accumulated about 60 pages worth of information. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the subject this week, Saint-14, one of the uh, more famous heroes within Destiny, specifically a Titan. Go figure, Titan Masterclass. 
Um, we know we just talked about his allies, which are some past uh, some past folks' fires are included in there. Um, things that we're going to get into timeline-wise, I guess we're going to try to, because someone showed us a pretty cool website today. Do you guys remember who that was that showed us the destinytimeline.com? That would be Handsome Dragon and X-Ray uh, yeah. over at Ghost Stories. They actually are, their their team actually helped put that site together. That's actually one of their sites. Yeah. Big ups. Yeah, they did a great job on that. You know, I think uh, very, very knowledgeable site. Uh, so I guess, are we going to try to go in chronological order in such a well, manner? Yeah, and just real quick, so next week's topic is Toland. Um, and that's the one that's kind of exploded at the moment because there's actually a lot of information about Toland and a lot of differing opinions about him. So that's what we are talking about currently in the Focus Fire. So that will be next week's topic. But yeah, Has- so... Yeah. Hashtag rabbit hole. Oh, yeah. So, and I'm sure we're going to end up getting into him a little bit here as well. So Yeah, I mean, no. Well, and guess what? Our favorite our favorite character is going to come back as well. You know, the ever <sighs> ever present Osiris. So, but yeah, let's let's go ahead and kick off. Let's start with the basic information about the luminous Saint 14 and then we'll kind of walk through the the known chronological events and then maybe we can get a little bit a couple into a couple of those rabbit holes that we were talking about Alrighty, i can't wait to get into a certain one with you justin Uh, (laughs) (laughs) all right take it away saint 14 we know he's a defender titan um we know that his legendary his exotic helmet within the game it uh, has a dent in it, more than likely from when he headbutted the kill. We'll get into that later. Uh, to death with one blow, mind you. Um, I keep doing something that I'm not supposed to do, so I'm going to stop doing that now and move on. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. We talked about it earlier. <laughs> yeah. He was a crusader. You know, he, he, he was compare I compare him anyway to like um a Templar. You know, he, he was a holy crusader for the city, for the tower. People loved him. Yeah. Like There's, a Templar, not the Templar. Yeah. Like a Templar, not the Templar specifically. Um, he had a what seemed to be a close bond with the speaker, which, you know, some of the guys, I believe it was from, I think it was actually either Damo or is one of the guys from Ghost Storage pointed out that uh, they call each other father and son. And that's been debated on because some people thought it's because maybe they are actually father and son. I always lean more toward the... Uh, priest to, to crusader or to member of the church, you know, somebody oh, yeah. confessing sins. Because that's, that's kind of like the theme that Saint has. Holier than thou, but still all good intentions and of course, big badass defender titan. And 
we will go ahead and start with the timeline. If anybody wants to go ahead and go toward what we first find out about Saint Fourteen, I think. Or, yeah, that my turn? yeah, no, I th I think that I mean obviously let's just kick off on the the most most basic information about Saint Fourteen. Obviously, we know he's an EXO. We know that he's a defender, which means that he's a titan. Um, we know that, and we'll get into the chronological part here, but, you know, um, do we want to talk about what we know about the Exos, or do you want to save that for a, I think, I think we're probably going to end up doing a focus fire on the classes event or the races eventually, but do you want to start that conversation? Um, I actually have a spinfoil type theory that involves his exo -ness. So if we could save that to the end, I think that'd yep. be. Yep. Okay. Then yeah, Willie, go ahead, go ahead and kick off what we know about chronological, where, where we first hear about him. All right. Well, of course in the game itself, we first hear about him in the Grimmark for the Saint 14 helmet, which I was lucky enough to get grace with within a, I want to say like the first month that I played the game. So thank you, R and Jesus, for that. No, thank you for the rest of that year, best. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and then we also know. I want to say the first battle that he was in. I'm actually trying to bring up the timeline now. Was the battle of the six fronts that came first, right? Or am yes. I wrong? yes, that is correct. No, you're correct. No, you're correct. All right. I still don't have the <clears throat> timeline up, so. Oh, there it is. All right. Meanwhile, since I did get that right, we'll move on. Now, at the Battle of the Six Fronts, that was heavily Titans, you know, that were supposed to hold the city. Um, you know, we were being attacked by the Fallen at the time. I don't think anybody else was attacking us that I can recall at the moment. No, that was I, the that was a unified attack by the fallen. Yeah, the we had different houses all just coming at us want to tear down the city and this is back when the city was pretty much new, not even completed yet. Cuz we still we had the faction wars which we didn't really get get into. We're going to have to do factions again someday, so we can get into the actual faction wars. We got into a little bit, but at the same time, I'd like to get back into that at some point. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Um, I'm sure we'll be revisiting plenty of things as Destiny gets older because... Well, and as more information, if we if we keep seeing Book of Sorrow level drops of information, that's going to be clarifying yeah, a lot of our theories. By far, one of the most awesome things that Bungie did was give us the Books of Sorrow, which I wish people would vote for so we can discuss here. Uh, it's it's impossible. Every time. Every time I cast yeah. my vote, it's impossible. And everyone's like, let's vote for the guy who's got one grimoire card to his name. <laughs> you know, it's like, you hate me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe maybe we should try maybe we should try to hold off on the books of sorrow until Thanksgiving. No. Thanksgiving because then we can have a two week session. No, next time I'm voting for Rahul. Oh god. <laughs> All right, back to Oh god. Uh, so okay, so six fronts. What do we do? You want me to go into what I kind of found with the six fronts because that kind of goes into one of the theories that I have about Saint Fourteen. Yeah, continue. 
All right, so Six Front, we know that the the cause of the name Six Fronts was that the battle was actually fought to defend the city from a Six Front assault by the Fallen. And I'm trying to find... There we go. Now, we also know that from the Grimoire that four Titan Orders, which they're, they're not specifically called in the particular Grimoires, but we were able to piece together a couple of the names... Um, so there were four Titan orders that stood against this onslaught um, against the six fronts, and not one fell. Um, those orders are believed to be Agema, I think is that one, Firebreak, which is a very important one, Gatewatch, and Chain. Chain is the only one that's actually quite specifically called out in the Grimoire as being, uh-oh, lost someone, as being present. Hang on. He ran away. <laughs> Give are you hunting him down, Justin? Get back in here. We're not done. You're not yet. done. Get back here. You will listen the to six what fr- we have to the six fronts like is it. no is no room for mercy. <laughs> oh. Really hate this computer. I'm I'm in here. Ran away. All right. All right, okay. Um <laughs> so okay, so six fronts. <laughs> Four, four Titan Orders, right? We got Firebreak, Firebreak Gatewatch, Chain, and Agma. Agma. That one's just an odd one. Um, now, we also know that at Six Fronts, that's where the Lords of Iron, which is where the basis of the, the Iron Banner, that's where they kind of made their name, was through the Six Fronts. They, they were known for their patrols and for helping hold the walls during that time. Um, and I don't, I don't have that information pulled up just at the moment, but we can get into that a little bit later. Yeah. Six, six fronts was the first battle. It was, it was the first huge battle that we had as a city. And, uh, it was called the six fronts because it was the six approaches that led into the city or at least to it. Right. Um, you know, a lot of evidence suggests the majority of the defense was led by Titans and, Many Titan marks, and there is there's a lot of gear that you get in Destiny if you read the flavor text that talks about the six fronts. Um, Especially the Titan gear. The Titan yeah. the Titans hold six front in. I mean, six fronts is the Titans' shining example of why they do what they do. And so the theory, the theory, the military tactic that was believed to be used was there were there were two there were four orders, two giant orders, one of which was Chain, and I think the other one was Gatewatch, and those two fronts or two orders held two two fronts each, so they held like the north and the south, and then the other two smaller orders held the east and the west, which were smaller areas. Not a single one of them fell. Um, there's a there's a mark. It's called the mark of the chain. That said, even at six fronts, the city's darkest hour, some titans broke orders, but the chain prevailed. Which is obviously they're talking about the order of the chain. Now, it's really interesting because through a little bit more when we when we kind of get further into the grimoire with Saint Fourteen, I personally hold the theory that he was a member of the Firebreak Order and that he was actually a commander of the Firebreak Order. Um. It takes a little bit of an assumption jump, but if you look mm-hmm. at some of the Firebreak armor, it's really indicative of Saint-14's battle style. 
um, especially the helmet, which says the trick isn't landing the headbutt, it's disengaging when you get stuck. Now, the, the, the fire break was a order that also believed to that their best hope of success was to draw the battle away from the city and its interest, which is kind of, it's in the face of most of the Titans' mentality um, up until that point. And Ghost Stories actually made a really, really good point here. Um, it's almost as if the Titan Order was entirely defenders up until this point. Because up until this point, really... Uh, yeah, and Pins just brought that up. It was Shax that led the counter... Actually, it was the counterattack at Twilight Gap that Shax led. But we'll, we'll get into that as well. But... Um, the fire but the break. fact that they are defenders, that is the mark that you get. Um, you get the defender's mark for completing the the defender quest right? Uh, from the Taken King. So, I mean, that uh, does also hint that if they weren't all Titans, you know, or if they weren't all defenders, at least the majority of them were. Right, and it, it I mean, also it makes sense because up until this point, what was their duty? Their duty was build a wall. Build defense. You know, that's that's defend this ground. And they didn't really have... Um, they had not really... Cons- I, guess, I don't know if they wouldn't... Cons- you can say that they didn't consider, you know, counterattacking. But they were too busy actually defending their home. And so it was just... It was interesting to me because I was like, you know, it makes sense that Saint-14's a defender because at that time, that's all that there was. There wasn't really a striker until we know Shaxx actually... Shax is, I, I like the theory, Shax was the first striker. Um, Saladin is a defender. Zavala is a defender. We don't really have confirmation of that, but just everything that he does and everything he says, he, he acts like a defender. You know, that, that mentality of hold the wall, let them break against your defense. Don't actually punch them. But if they break into your bubble, then you can punch them. They still like punching things, but they like punching things <laughs> when they're in their bubble. They don't like, you know, it's not like the striker mentality where I'm going to go jump over the wall and hit them. It's the let them come to us and we'll punch them in the face then. But, and so, and, and even, obviously, St. 14 was a defender. Um, we have his, his, his helmet. Um, there's a number of quotes from St. 14 specifically talking about defending. Um, trying to find one right now. There's the... The uh, quote at the end of the Titan class quest, which I believe is the Defender. Actually, it, sound, it sounds like it's all three of them. So the one of them is, quote, you are the shield. The ward allows you to bear the brunt of the impact, nothing more. You are the shield and the light keeps you standing. The other one is, stand with your back to the wall and not even the darkness itself will move you. And then the last one is, aim your strike past this moment into the moment beyond. Then smile as your foe shatters upon your watch. He likes punching things, but he's also, hmm. I mean, obviously it's, you know, the shield, the wall. He's a defender. But at the same time, his his theory, which I think Willie will probably get into, the, the, uh, the philosophy that he has about the darkness, kind of indicates that he is more interested in physically fixing this problem because of what he thinks the darkness is. And... It's at six fronts that the fire break actually is noon. I'm trying to find that quote real fast. 
Well, there was another Titan Mark too that says, and this would also go to say that, you know, it was probably 14 because I believe this is the battle where he went ahead and he drove orders to lead a crusade upon the, from the fallen. Yeah. And that one, you know, we, that's, that's a, that's a, a, a one of that we keep going back and forth on because there's, there's a few assumptions that you have to make and I'm kind of, I'm on the fence. I can see it one way and I can also see it the other way. If but you I look at the was... mark of the sortie, it says at six right. fronts, two firebreak commanders led a sortie beyond the walls. They reclaimed five miles of scorched land from the fallen. Um, there's only five miles, I guess, would be the debate that, you know, exactly a crusade. No, I don't think, I don't think, I mean, I, I definitely think that his cru- his crusade that he was famous for didn't happen until Twilight Gap. I'm pretty, I'm pretty certain that that was the Might time. Agree. Yeah, but having the, read it, I, I agree. The, the other fun fact, and this is just me being kind of a, a semantics fanatic about this, is, so... It says that two firebreak commanders led a sortie beyond the walls. They reclaimed five miles, and there's an emphasis, there's five miles of scorched land. Now, the interesting thing, and I brought this up in chat the other day, the, the interesting thing here is that if you if you actually know what a firebreak is, it's it's a it's a gap in um when you're when you're fighting fires and you are out of you don't have water, you don't have anything to actually put out the fire, it's a manner in which you can fight the fire by creating a, literally a break or a gap in vegetation or other combustible material to act as a barrier to slow or stop the progress of, of a bushfire or wildfire. So they, the, when they led that sortie, they, they literally created a fire gap or a fire break in, around, the, around the city's walls. It's also an interesting, I mean, it's also a, a tactic that a lot of, you know, medieval military tacticians would use to clear, you know, to, you know, lay waste in a, in a distance around the castle so that you can see clearly who's coming at you so that your artillery can hit them and your archers can have a clear line of sight. It, it's, it's not only a, a well-known military tactic, but it, it was just interesting that they, they kind of, they made a point of saying scorched land. And it's like, and it's also fire break commanders. So I, I found that kind of, kind of interesting. The other, the other fun fact about six fronts is the mark of the lost charge, where it says a zealous few sneer at the legend of six fronts. Our invincible defense was a waste. They say we should have charged. Um, and I, I keep coming back to the point. Well, what's more zealous than a saint? Right. I mean, I I think that again, you know, when we when you have as little text as we have, it's like, and and this is all done deliberately. Like it's they deliberately only gave us the breadcrumbs that they gave us. So every word has an extreme importance with this, and it's like, why did they throw in the word zealous? Right. That that to me that just personally, I think that just that think that nods to Saint 14 maybe not being exactly in agreement with the the strategy of just sitting back and waiting for them to break but then again we have quotes from him saying to do exactly that i i, I mean it's it's kind of that particular one's kind of a reach but as far as that one i just see that and then we also know osiris was probably one of the ones that was sneering at the uh 
the defense, but that's also because of some other things that we we learned about Osiris. I actually want to kind of take this moment to to say that just the early parts of Saint Fourteen's story kind of set him up as kind of a unique titan. He is probably the most thoughtful, pensive titan I've ever heard of. I mean, he has a theory about the darkness. Can you imagine a titan having a theory about anything? I mean... <laughs> hey, come on now. What are you trying to say here? I'm just saying. I'm saying usually, you guys are usually too busy punching things. Punch the thing in front of me. Well, oh, but and, and for in, the next thing. And in his defense, that is kind of his theory. Yeah, I mean, it's a physical thing. Let's go punch it. Like, and, but that, that kind of is the, the. Well, okay, let's. Actually, let's. let's. You want to talk about the theory so that. Let me pull. See if I can. Yeah, no, I just. I right. see him having the. Having the. The ability to think on his feet on the front line and have the initiative to disobey orders as supremely untightened. It's a thing that I couldn't imagine Zavala doing. You know, um, there's, you know, not to not to get in trouble from branching out of Destiny a little bit, but there is a a, a Titan-like character that Bungie has created in the past that kind of <laughs> has that that ability that we all you know love, but we we won't go down that road. Um, so okay, so real Willie, do you want do you have that quote pulled up, or do you want me to read it? You go ahead because I'm having issues. With okay, this no worries. Okay. So on on in regards to Saint Fourteen's position on the darkness, he argues that quote the darkness was an invading armada, an alien force of incredible but tangible power. Um, some adherents believe that this armada sprang from species rejected or discarded by the traveler for those for their sins, which, as we all know, the fallen that that is the fallen, mm. the elks, right? Elksni. If Damo's listening, and I don't want to get yelled at, but <laughs> they're no longer the elves. But the fallen—they—they they were abandoned by the traveler. We know that. Um, I would probably hazard a guess that they assumed that at the time. But that was—that was why he went on a crusade against them. Not only were they attacking his city and you know hurting people that he probably cared about. The, to him, they were the darkness. That was the darkness. Was It was a tangible force that you could do battle with, which, again, yes, he had his theory, but it was a very Titan, like when I think of a Titan, that is a very Titan-esque theory. It's, oh, well, it's, how oh, uh, was it, which Titan was it? <laughs> that they were like, well, what happens when you meet the darkness? I'll punch it. It's like yes, that is that is the that is the Titans' way. Is sounds like Shaxx. Yeah. So, I just found it to be very, I don't know, counterintuitive that the the three main theories about the darkness came from Ulan Tan, a philosopher, Pujari, a warlock, uh, a Thanatonaut, and uh, a Titan, Saint Fourteen. Well, it kind of sets yeah, him up for me as the most thoughtful Titan in history. And and we do know that he kept pretty intelligent company. Um, yeah, you know, he, he hung out with Big O, you know. He hung out, he hung out with Osiris, which in, I would assume also he knew Toland. 
because Toland and Osiris were like buddy buddy the entire time. <laughs> so, I mean, I I definitely oh, would not be surprised that he kind of was in there. But and, and you know, there there are also other positions. There's the monist and the the I think it's the ac acatic blah, blah blah blah. I don't even know how that word went. that one is acataleptic. I don't even know what yeah. that is. But there's and then there's other heretical positions as well. But or well, quote heretical, which is the other fun conversation we're all having right now. But I, I I definitely think that his his philosophy of what the darkness is. It, and the other thing is, he's a defender. So remember that he's a defender. He's 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 defending. He's his his mentality. It generally, with the defenders, is their mentality is to hold back and let the the enemy come to you. Whereas Saint Fourteen, you know, again, crusade is not a very defensive thing. Launching a crusade is pretty much the exact opposite of a defensive action. So he's he's got the mentality that's it's almost more of a striker. You know, but he's obviously not a striker. I don't know. We can get into that when we touch on Twilight Gap. Well, I mean, any any good defender of Titan knows even when you're a defender Titan, you still punch stuff. Like, uh, there's nothing better than seeing your foe just turn into this void and float away. Um, but just one just real quick, the theory that Blue was talking about is the acataleptic clause. And yes. it's actually a theory of the Praxic Creed. Um, so Praxics. Yeah, the Praxis tr- troublemakers. They uh, believe that not only is the darkness unknowable, but that people uh, shouldn't yeah. bother trying to understand it yeah, and instead right. simply fly, fight it. It sounds like the Titan point of view, but uh, then there's the Monists that believe the darkness is technologically superior force to the port to the point of post singularity and that the universe is just a simulation. That sounds supremely vex. Um, yeah. <laughs> and of course you've got Ulantan um, who founded, well, he didn't found the symmetry. He, the symmetry was founded around his, his kind of uh, theology which I, I imagine is much like how L. Ron Hubbard didn't mean to form Scientology. You, you know, ironically, he, that is exactly <laughs> who I thought of when I read that. Was I was like, you're L. Ron Hubbard. You yeah, accidentally created something, and then you probably went back and was like, guys, I was just joking. And yeah, like, just no, writing books. You're a heretic. You're a heretic. Get out. You created this, but you're a heretic. Get out. It's like, that's exactly what I thought of when, when I read that. I was like, you poor, poor... <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, and then of course Pujari yeah. and he thought that it was oh, evil just evil incarnate right. and moving back to same 14 alright so six fronts six fronts ends <laughs> All right, we won it was, it, was a, it was a highlight of the city's history and um, like, like we were saying you know six, six fronts there were a number of heroes that were that were I guess you could say created at that time. Uh, the Iron Lords or the Lords of Iron were the uh, they were that's where they became no renowned for their abilities. There, um, it was also where Saint Fourteen began gathering his his legend. That's where that 
that legend kind of began as far as I believe off the top of my head, that's where they, it began. Um, in other At least words, that's the earliest we have of it. Right. And, uh, I do want to point out real quick that Saint-14 does agree with me as a Defender Titan. It does not, for some reason, say what quest it is, but they have a quote from him that says, aim your strike past this moment into the moment beyond. Then smile as your foe shatters upon your watch. And, of course, it says it's from Saint-14. Yeah, and that's one, and, of, the, uh, that's one of the Titan class quests. The, I don't know it's, which one that I is. I don't remember exactly which one it is. It just says talk to Savala on it. Um, but I don't know why I don't get all the information on my computer right now. Pick the perfect time to do this. But I, I did want to point that out because it is extremely satisfying as a Defender Titan if you haven't punched anything in the face. I really do recommend doing it. Um, and I do want to point out because I know we're going to end up getting into this one day or we're actually going to get into this at some point tonight. The Mark of the Beacon does say, a singer came to me saying, you oh protect me and I do nothing in return. Are we going to start this argument now? No, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm foreshadowing. <laughs> so the singer comes to him saying, you protect me and I do nothing in return. I told him to sing. And he understood. And that's yeah. a quote from St. 14 as well that we're going to dig into later. Okay, um, I, I'll hold you to that one because I, I just, I just, I just heard a new theory about that one, and I, I kind of want to hear you guys' thoughts on it. You, as you know, me and Justin, we are both definitely on the opposite sides of the fence on that, but we'll get into that <laughs> later. Why well, got single me out? I was on your side, <laughs> man. All right, so six fronts. Okay, so chronologically. Six fronts is over, right? And I can't remember the the time lapse <clears throat> that I think it was like it was a pretty decent time lapse between six According fronts. According to yeah, the the battle of six fronts per uh, destinytimeline.com that happened at words least very near twenty five hundred or two thousand five hundred. Um, and then whenever you get to which one you wanted to go next into we will go ahead and I will tell you right around where that is said to be on here as well. I'm trying to get there. Come out, come out, go. All right. <laughs> um, I mean, so I guess the, the next, well, and I guess that's the point is the next, the next really big thing that we know about St. Uh, 14. Well, was twilight gap. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to remember Was there anything... Well, the big thing about it is... I, I can tell you one thing we haven't discussed about the uh, Battle of Six Fronts yet. Once again, Big O, Osiris. Oh, that's true. He, yeah. there, and he fought alongside Saint-14. I want to say it's even Saint-14 himself that might seem like Osiris and was in multiple places at once. I think that so. quote was from Brother Vance, yeah. well, but I think that yeah. was the legend. No, it but shows it, up in two different places. It shows up in NPC dialogue from Brother Vance, almost boasting, and then it also shows up in a speaker um, where the speaker is rattling on a person, how State 14 
lauded his battle prowess on the day. So it it is confirmed a couple times that Osiris was Johnny on the spot at six fronts. Uh, speaker, that master hypocrite. <laughs> um, but and that's also and you know to point that's also where we kind of get the idea that Saint Fourteen kind of. I don't know if you could say that he looked up to Osiris, but he definitely respected Osiris enough he, to he um, to get him into yeah enough to recommend him to the speaker to be put into the vanguard position. Oh. Um, yeah, and he said, I've found the rarest thing, a pragmatic warlock. Yeah, I agree completely. Yeah. I think that <laughs> Osiris is the pragmatic warlock. Yeah, because uh, he definitely, you could tell from any of the lore that's in between those two, they definitely have respect, um, if not admire each other very much, and had a lot of common. Yeah. We will go ahead and get into that, I'm sure, more as we go, because there will be a part of that. What I'm getting from DestinyTimeline.com here is the next big thing that Saint was involved with was his actual crusades against the Fallen, which, you know, has, of course, the most famous of the flavor texts uh, for Saint 14, one of the first ones that anybody had ever seen about the exo-titan himself where he it, it was a crusade specifically against the fallen at that time they they were our biggest threat because as we all know they're jealous because the traveler knew that we were better than they were so <laughs> they abandoned them. and i blame the dregs for that i want to point that out there that is all the dregs fault it it is squarely on their shoulders <laughs> If it were not for the dregs, they they ruined everything for everybody, and they should be ashamed of themselves. Now, oh, you're gonna get us all shot. I blame them for the <laughs> war priest. That's what I do. It's their fault. Oh my God. So okay, so the timeline shows that the crusade <clears throat> crusade actually started before Twilight. The the only so and you know obviously we this is one of the things that we kept kind of going around was the. The fun, the fun and frustrating thing about Grimoire is that there are no dates. So there's yeah. a, it's it's basically a connect the dots, but there's no numbering on the dots. And so we know that the dots, these dots are all about the same topic, but we don't actually know what order they're connected. Um, I still kind of hold that the the legend of the headbutt happened after Twilight Gap because of the the verbiage at the top of the Grimoire card that says Twilight End. I, I mean, I just, I think that's, again, with when you have limited text to go off of, I think that everything that's said is very important. And I don't, I'm, I'm doing a search right now, but I don't think there's any other reference to Twilight. Agreed. You know, it's just that that's the place. I mean, we even have the Crucible map, Twilight Gap. But we're not here to talk about Twilight Gap. It's Fight Club tonight. We don't talk about it. Um, <laughs> we we will proceed to go ahead. But let's dig into St. 14's Crusade. Let's get things going because uh, 45 minutes in and we haven't even put the spin full hats on. And I'm, I'm yeah. very tempted to battle about a certain subject. Oh, and this is, this is probably one of the better 
um, one of the better written grimoire cards oh, in the whole in the whole game. Totally agree. It's such a good read. Yeah, do we have Willie, Justin, do one of you want to actually read it or do you want Yeah, let me uh work yeah, on have... it. We have, well, we'll go ahead and start with the Aherent Type 6 helmet, which says a story of Saint-14 holds that when grappling with a great Kel, he caved in the Fallen's head with one blow from his own. Specifically one. He did not need to headbutt him multiple times. He just straight headbutted this guy into eternity with one blow. I don't know why it had the very brief flavor text on it. But another thing that is, I will say that that is some of the flavor text on the Helm of Saint-14 is he walked out into the demon light, but at the end he was brighter. We need to get into that later. That's another thing we debated on. And then there is, of course, the legend card for Saint-14. And Do you want me to actually, read that, Willie? Yeah, you go for it. Um, so this is Legends and Mysteries in the Grimoire, and it's the legend of Saint-14. Twilight's end. He could feel his light draining. He pulled all of it into one last hope. He reeled back and bam! His helm found purchase, breaking through above the Kell's eyes. The ether screamed and together they fell to the ground. The Exo Guardian rose, staggering back. He couldn't take his eyes off the Kell's body. He'd never seen any fallen withstand a skull puncture. But this was no ordinary fallen. He waited and waited. Ghost. The words barely audible. He heard her flash in, but had a hard time pinning her down. She was buzzing about surveying the fallen Kel. He's dead, all right. So that's it. We're done now. He removed his helm, tossed it aside, and dropped to his knees. The devil's without a Kel. This war was over. At last. They could finally go home. We are. Get me the speaker. Opening his channel. Stand by. I just now realized how long this card is. <laughs> <laughs> Kashin really likes story. Kashin loves story time. <laughs> well, well, cuddle up, kids, because there's another couple paragraphs. Uh, anyways, uh, is that you, my son? The speaker's voice was filled with and uh, with anticipation of news rather than concern. It is, father. The devil Kel Sulcus is dead. The war is over. Such courage and power. The greatest ever to embrace these worlds. You bring all of us peace. We will light the final flare. Devil red. They will all know what you've done. Father, I don't think I have the energy to return. I'll rest here and come back to be honored when I return. Of course, son. But there's something concerning you. More fallen march on the city? Not this time. I have word that Osiris is seen on Mercury, the Caloris Basin. He's turned his mind back to the Vex. Mercury? Too many channels to know. You activate one, you start to feed its veins. He threatens our peace. Your duty, my son, you must never forget. I cannot. The ghost killed the feed and waited for its guardian's words. Ghost. Prepare my Vex arsenal and plot a course for Mercury. That old man is about to wake up in hell. 
Or I'm sorry, wake up hell. No need for the VBS. He's about to wake up hell. No, wait. <laughs> <laughs> it was coming. Knew it. You saw it coming, didn't you, Justin? That's a I mouthful. Yeah, so, <laughs> so beyond um, just being a mouthful, it's also really well written and it doesn't awesome. it doesn't leave anything really to question. I'm gonna let Willie kinda go because I have a few ideas also that I wanna throw out there. Well, it also shows it, this card is the one that kinda defines Saint as the exo he was, how he spoke, the his mindset as far as the city and his duties go. He he saw the speaker as the one that was the one to listen to. He had he never questioned the speaker, at least up to this point. I'll leave that at that for now. He did what he was told except for this crusade, which does show kind of his rebellious side at the same time. He was not supposed to do this. He probably did get special permission from the speaker to do this, but he didn't get a lot of approval for it. We'll go ahead and go into St. 14's ring where it says, you know, was there ever another guardian so beloved by the people, which is a quote, Hayen to St. 14. I'm going to leave that at that for now. <laughs> And I am. I got the singer quote up again. Isn't that fancy? It's like it wants me to talk about it. <laughs> but um, at I'll that time, he's on Mercury. Uh, Osiris was, and that also leads into. Are, are we going to go full spin foil here yet, or are we going to try I, to stick back? Let Justin. Um, can I, yeah. Let Justin uh, yeah. Before just, we. I just had one one very uh, practical thought before we went full full on spin for. It's worth noting that we view Saint Fourteen's Crusade as this like rogue operation, but I think you'll notice when he hails the speaker, his first words aren't "Where the hell have you been?" What do you what? Yeah, who what do you, you think doing? you are? Right. It's it's an anticipatory, you know. Do you have news? So I think at least on some level prior to this encounter with Sulcus, either A, Saint has already spoken with the speaker and said, hey, I know I'm off the grid, but this is what I'm doing. Or B, he's had some sort of clandestine um, agreement with the speaker because if you'll remember, the consensus is the, actually the governing group of the city. And then you have the vanguard. And the speaker's there at its head, so it might be that publicly the speaker condemns Saint's actions, but privately he says Sulcus must die, take him at all costs. I just, yeah, I know I, that's that's assuming a lot, but and, that's kind you of know, that's what Dragon and I went back and forth for a while on. And actually, I I kind of I'm I'm coming to agree with Dragon that this was a sanctioned thing. Now, yeah, I think you're you're onto something there with the whole maybe the consensus might not know about it. But the other the other thing to me that that whole exchange just kind of clarifies for at least and this is just on my opinion, but that to me speaks more to the fact that the speaker is not actually his father, because if you notice, he doesn't care. Like it, they actually say it's yeah. more more anticipation of news than concern. 
he knows that he is going to fight the Kel of the House of Devils, and the only thing he can think of is, do you have good news for me? It's not, are you okay? And, you know, it's like, you know, as a father, if that were to be my son, I would be like, is everything okay? Okay, cool. What actually happened? Like, you know, the 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 priorities there are a bit skewed for it to be a familial tie between the two of them, which is what makes me really, really kind of, in my mind, confirm that it's just a title. It's not actually a father-son relationship. It's, it's you know, you know, we kind of throw that out there, the, the priest yeah. kind of situation. The other thing is, you know, I think you're onto something with the whole maybe the consensus doesn't know it because we also have the ever-famous quote from Cade where everyone loves a bad idea when it works. Yeah. You know, it's like it almost it almost feels like this was a a hush-hush event because then also he doesn't even really tell him, hey, you know, he doesn't argue with him when he's like, I don't know if I can get... I don't, have, I don't yeah. think I have the energy to return... You know, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, yeah, okay, that's nice. But, you know, while you're already out there and because, you know, and actually Ghost Stories touched on this, too, and they had a really good kind of tidbit there. It's like, it's almost like, you know what? Actually, that's a little bit better. Don't don't come back to the city right now. Let me let me handle the whole, you know, letting people know about things. And um, while, while you're, you know, while you're out there in the wilderness, which if you, there's another quote... I can't find it, but it's it's basically Saint Fourteen disappeared into the wilderness. It was like, yeah. well, no, he didn't disappear. Wait, what? Because he didn't actually disappear into the wilderness. He was on a crusade. He won the crusade, and then he was given a second mission. But it sounds like it's almost like no one actually knows about that that second mission there. And I think that's really telling. And then you also have there's a um, it's a hunter cloak. That it speaks to. Let me dig that up real quick. Yeah. There's a hunter cloak that speaks to the. Hang on. The sky no. pillar. It's the sky pillar cloak. And I can't find it. And Saint 14, I'm sorry, the speaker at this point is my wife. Hey, honey, while you're out, could you get me some Osiris? Yeah, yeah. Just oh, God. don't care how don't care how <laughs> tired you are. I don't care that it's on the other side of the galaxy. Could you just do you mind? Yeah, well well yeah. Here's another piece here's another item on your honeydew list. Uh it's Cloak of the Sky Pillar. It says some suggest Saint Fourteen's legendary vigil was enabled by a few roaming hunters and their bloody calls. And, you know, a a vigil is there's there's a couple different there's a couple different definitions. But but usually a vigil is something that you do um, to honor a past loved one, which who was more beloved by the city than Saint Fourteen. They they had a vigil, and so it's almost like hunters kind of did a tribute. You know, their their tribute to Saint Fourteen's vigil was they called the the the, the grounds around the city in order to allow for that. Did Justin just drop out again? Just add. I don't know, but I feel like you guys are going full spin metal jacket on me here. Well, you know. And I was told we weren't going to do that yet. So before I go full spin metal jacket... Let me get it back in. I'm, 
I, I, yeah, you get Justin back in, and I'm going to point this out real quick. Um, when the speaker, you know, when speaker says, is that you, my son? And it, his voice, you know, more anticipation than concern, which makes you also think, hey, he's been waiting to hear from him, obviously. Mm-hmm. And he says, it is I, Father, that it's the devil kill that he has killed. And, you know, one thing that I don't know if Justin caught it, but it says, you bring us all peace. We will light the final flare, devil red. They will all know what you have done. That sounds to me like they had already taken out the Kells of the other houses that were attacking at the time. And that oh, was that's a good point. Yeah. Down. Now, yeah, you know, that's the, the bad idea that went right. Hey, you did it. You took out the final kill. You brought us peace. So now we can rest now that you've taken out this last kill. It's specifically called Devil Red. So I, I did want to point that out there that Sulcus was probably the last of the kills to. Well, and we know, we do know that the Twilight Gap battle was the unified houses of the Fallen led by the House of Devils. Yeah, so he was the, you know, the one kind of calling the shots if any of the kills were to be considered the main leader of that assault. It would have been Sulcus, for sure, I would have to say. Now, are, are you getting Justin back in? Yeah, I'm trying to. He's being, he's being difficult. Justin, if you're in the chat, we don't like you very much right now. <laughs> he's... He's out again. He just threw, he just threw that in the chat. <laughs> oh wait, yeah, there yeah, he is. there he is. There so, he is. Willie keeps booting me when he doesn't like what I have to say. <laughs> we haven't gotten into that yet. Oh, okay, cool, cool. You'll yeah, know my, that for a fact. You start getting booted a lot when we start getting into <laughs> stuff. Yeah, my my computer thought it'd be a great time to download the new version of Skype. So, oh, that's that's what that is. <laughs> So heads up, if we suddenly drop out of the the stream, that's what's happening. Is Justin has notified us that we're all good to download. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, but yeah, and did you did you catch the uh, the point that Willie was making about the the flare being red? Yes. Yeah. For devil, devil or red, specifically. Yeah. I love it. It's a very it's a very good point. And again, I I think that again points to the fact that it's Twilight Gap. It's after Twilight Gap. The war is over. The war is done. You have brought us peace. You know, if it if it wasn't after Twilight Gap, which was a huge, huge battle, I think that yeah. they wouldn't be having that that particular conversation. I think they would be yeah. a little bit... I, I think that they would still have the conversation, but I think it would just be, you know, the war is over would not be part of it. Yeah. And I think the fact that they needed a color code denotes a bigger conflict than just his little crusade. Um, I, yeah, I kind of envision, I kind of envision the city popping these flares as each house goes down. So you got exactly. Saint Headbutton, Sulcus. You've got someone else taking House of Winter down. There's a light blue flare. You know, just so on and so forth. That's right, because yeah, you have the you have the wolves, you have the kings, you have the devils. And each one of them did have different color band. That's a really, yeah, that is a good point. Truth bomb. And we know that we have different colored engrams. Why not have different colored uh, flares? I'm mm-hmm. sure that's not 
difficult. They do it in movies. Well, you know, when they when they drop the yellow flare into the the column, it actually sends up blue smoke. So you have to be careful because you don't know what color flare smoke you're going to get. It, you have to you have to get the cryptarch to to agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, at first, I thought you were talking tech wizard, but now I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah, see what so, you did there. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I think we need to go full spin metal jacket here because um, everything. I think, I think that does cover the, the majority of what we know. You know, obviously we threw some, some opinions in there, but I think that does cover the majority of what we have for St. 14. So I would agree. Spin All metal right. engaged. Payin is a person. I don't oh care what you just go straight care. for the throat. Okay. Before we move any farther, before we go any I'm farther. Re- I'm reading this definition. Um, virtual, virtual mea culpa confirmed. Uh, I do believe it was Osiris focused fire. If you go back and watch the tape, I, in my haste to be the definition, man, I think I maybe read some words that weren't there. And I could have sworn I saw a definition of paying that included the singer as well as the actual song itself upon further inspection a paean is the greek word for a song of thanksgiving or joy now where willie where willie has his he's got his he's got his dukes up i'm not saying i'm not absolutely not saying that that there's no way that's the singer's name as well, because we know Bungie loves to to, okay, so to here, pack things Saint in there. No, okay. Saint called Saint. Oh my God! But okay, no. But okay, okay. Wait, 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 wait. So a paean is a song or lyric poem expressing triumph or thanksgiving. Okay, it is usually performed by a chorus, but in some examples, seem intended for an individual voice, which is called a monody. And that's coming from the Greek, the song of triumph, any solemn song or chant. Now, a paean is the name of a divine physician and is the epithet to Apollo. So, a paean would be a person. The paean is the song. That's that's what I'm. And the other point that I have is that in the way that it's quoted, it's not quote like every time we get a quote from a person, it's just hash hash the name of the person it's never you know uh like going to one of the same 14 ones hang on let me pull it up the uh the singer it's it's a singer came to me saying you protect and blah blah, blah. i told him to sing and he understood it's not saint 14 to blank it's just saint 14 and like anytime we get a quote from a person it's just their name whereas when it's when it's something it, it just it does not I don't I don't agree. I'm just I don't agree that Payon is a well, person. Well let's let's let Willie lay it out there because there's a lot of implications from his that you wouldn't believe how many implications spring off just this simple fact that Payon is a song and it's a oh person. God, so this thing is go ahead. going for a week and a half. Go ahead, Willie. Alright, and I will also explain first I'll do the ones where it's debatable. Okay. Once again, was there ever another guardian so beloved by the people paying the Saint 14? Now, he's saved his life. So if Payne is indeed a person, of course, what does a bard do if a lowly bard was to be saved by a knight of medieval times? 
he's going to constantly be singing hymns of praise or things of that nature for. Now, we'll go ahead. There's the one that actually, as reading it and thinking about it, the fact that it's called Order of the Lost Saint makes me eh. But it says, His light cast no shadows. Pay into Saint 14. Now, the thing here is, and this is why, like I said, this is spin metal hat as well as spin metal jacket, full spin metal jacket at that, is the the flavor text rather than the definition for Helm of Saint 14. He walked out into the demon light, but at the end he was brighter, pay into Saint 14. Now, we have that card. We continue to discuss where one of them, I don't think it's even been debated in the slightest that one of them is Eris, the hunter that has no ghost, mm-hmm. says her next. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm with actually with Queen you Mara and the prince. Yep. You're, you're going to go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the thing is, my my theory on this, why I stand so strongly by this is there was another guardian there that didn't say much. Uh, Only said, thank you for having me here, my queen. Very proper. And the only thing that we're filled in on this guardian are two things. His voice was soft but strong. And when Eris went to go look in his direction, she turned away quickly as if there was a really bright light shone into her eyes which we all know we she got those from Thrall while she was stuck in the dark below. So, uh, one of our biggest spinful hat theories I think we have in chat right now that a lot of people seem to be unanimous with is the fact that when Saint-14 went to go find mm-hmm. Osiris, you know, he went ahead and Osiris talk St. 14 into looking at the truth because we all know everybody that plays destiny. We don't trust the speaker for anything. <laughs> nope. Everybody's got a spin full hat on about that guy. No one trusts him. We want to rip his mask off, scream in his face. I, I don't know, need to because I know who he is. I know <laughs> oh, who God, he is. Don't, don't even need this. to. No, we're not starting this. <laughs> no, St. 14. Focus on St. 14. <laughs> So, I actually and actually the fun another think, another fun. Well, are you? Can I interject? I just wanted to course? point out that that's why, real quick, that I think that that's a person because that was Payne, who was probably with Saint Fourteen a majority of the time, saw Osiris walk out into a demon light, and at the end came out brighter because you know Eris can look at all of us in the tower. She has no problem looking at Cade, especially with Scorn, because she does not think he's funny, which is another fact. He uh, she doesn't have a problem looking at us. She always look at, looks at you when you're close enough. But this was a person that was too bright for her to look at. So I think that is a reference to Osiris by Payton to St. 14. But what were you going to say, Oh, I see where you're going. You're think you think that it's mm-hmm. 
I see what you you're okay. No, that makes. Well, I was, I I was trying it. to think. I was like, I'm like, I don't understand where you're going with it. But you're you're saying that it's it's paying saying that about Osiris, but he's saying to, it to Saint Fourteen. Exactly. And yeah, okay. You look at it. If this is a huge thing before the Taken King, when Ares is trying to talk Queen Mar into helping us to prepare for Oryx. Right. So, and she sent, there is a card that says one, she sends a crow out to her hidden friend in the tower. Once again, everybody pretty sure that's Eris, but she had an, another crow sent over to Mercury, specifically Mercury, which we know the Sunbreakers have their forge there. The Sunbreakers are tied into the uh, into Mercury. They are also tied in with Osiris because he tried to broker a deal between them and the city. And something went horribly wrong there to where they were erased from the history of the city. And the they hate Zavala as well as the Vanguard itself. So I don't think he would send St. 14... To something that important, especially I, I, with the I think we're. I think we are in agreement on that. I don't think that. I I think that the card is Eris and Osiris with the queen. I don't think I'm, that Saint Fourteen is with. Uh, I know I've I've heard a couple people say. <clears throat> there's a theory that I've read a couple different places that that is Eris and Saint Fourteen. My and that deserves a VBS. I I completely disagree with uh, it because because Saint Fourteen. He was renowned throughout the 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 I guess almost the system for his his combat prowess. I mean, like, and the fact is, like, in the card, there is not a single indication that the queen recognize. Like, not that the queen would necessarily not recognize Osiris, but it's not like it's not like you know a giant war hero is standing in front of you. Like there is nothing there that indicates to me that it's St. 14. Well, I'm going to have to, I don't know. I, I'm kind of scared of, of, of Willie hitting me again because, <laughs> but I'm going to take the opposite view on this one because, and I'm going to, I'm going to lay this out here. My image Damo's of, uh, not here and you've got to be Damo. I'm not got to be Damo. Come on. Uh, <laughs> that wasn't even a good sentence. That was like some caveman talk. But <laughs> anyways, my my vision of, of Osiris in, in my whole – and this is just me internalizing what I'm taking in from the grimoire about Osiris. I, I kind of view him as blunt to the point. That's true. That's um, true. Very, very outspoken if need be. Not, not soft-spoken. Not soft-spoken. And just think about this for one second. There's a meeting with Eris Morn, Queen Marasov, and Osiris. Is there any way that Osiris is not running point on that meeting? Is there any way? And also, also, I just like it as a story twist. So... I'm married to it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I, you know, I'm re, I'm re, I'm rereading this like 
over and over and over looking. And I mean, I can, I, I mean, I, I can see it. I can see the idea that it's a messenger from Osiris, um, and the fact, but that that fact that someone's flinching, and then you know, you're right. I mean, the the bright light, and we do have the repeated mention that he, you know, the demon light. He walks. He where did that go? <clears throat> Walked he walked in, walked light. out into the demon light, which to me just sounds like a um, plasma grenade. But he yeah. walked out into the demon light, but at the end he was brighter, and then his light cast no shadows. Um, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, I can, I can totally see that argument. I just, it, to, I don't know. I'm torn. Oh, I'm, I'm really it, torn on it. it. I could, I can see it either way. You, you have an excellent point about Osiris. And there still. is, of course, the obvious connection with Osiris that the Queen has: the fact that uh, she allows Brother Vance right. to promote the trials of Osiris and grant passage into the trials of Osiris in her reef. Yeah, and just so the there's that, that I that keep coming back. To, yeah, I just keep coming back to the fact that I could not fathom Osiris being an afterthought in that uh in that encounter. Um and also just just Saint Fourteen's whole MO of you know his his main perk on his helmet is Starless Night. It blinds everyone who enters. Um, yeah, that's yeah. Eris Eris hangs around the tower quite a bit. I don't know if she was in those days or not, but she sees some pretty bright individuals. But whoever this guy is, now I'm not at this point, I'm not saying one way or the other. Whoever this guy is, there's obviously something special about him. Because you have to imagine she's bumped into the speaker. She's bumped into, you know, each vanguard um, and the multitudes of guardians there. Well, she, and she's seen a know, lot. Of we know for a fact it's not Toland because yeah. she would, I mean, she didn't have, well, she didn't have high eyes at that time, though. Yeah. No, we can't even get into Toland right now. But yeah, he's not there. Well, no, I was just saying, you know, of, of all the Guardians that I could think of as being messengers, it would be Toland or St. Fourteen. And yeah. Toland is obviously out because, you know, obvious reasons. He's, he doesn't even exist in this plane anymore. So, I mean, yeah, I, I, and you're right, Starless, the, the Starless perk and the quote from... You know whether that's a person or whether that's a a actual song or hymn. It does indicate that he is a very very. He's a pillar of light. He is mm. he is the beloved of the sky. You know which with the Book of Sorrows that that kind of takes a new point. He is like the the ultimate Saint Fourteen is basically to my eyes one of the ultimate guardians. Like he is the the perfect warrior for the light. He's the pinnacle. I'd have he to be here on that one, but it's a debate <laughs> for another time. Right. Well, I mean, but I mean, the way that he's held in such, I mean, he is held in higher esteem than really, I don't know of any other guardian. Did I get uh, booted? Did you get? No, I got you, Willie. I got you. Okay. So I'm just going to go throw this out there. I've been, I've been festering on a theory for a while now, and I haven't shared it anywhere because it is very spinfoily. Um, I believe, Willie, are you still there? Because I'm. I really want you to hear this. Nope. Oh, hang on. Hang on. We lost someone. Now it's Willie that's having problems. Oh, come on, Skype. Get on my level. You're killing me. 
get on my level, Skype. I was about to bring the truth. There he goes. He should be back. I bring in Kabir into a Saint 14 talk, and you guys boot me. That's how this oh, works. Oh, is that where you were going with that? I yeah, I would is honestly that that's one of my favorite lords, and I can't wait till we can get into him. Yeah, we might have to lump him in with the Vex, or maybe do one on the Vault of Glass. I think we need to do one on the Vault of Glass. I think that yeah, just by itself. One. Yeah, that'd be Absolutely. awesome. And that's another thing. We'll throw that one that on for this weekend. Pay on or pay in oh, is pay the fact in. that everybody in the beginning, they told me, well, people that I had debated with, there are people who agreed with me, of course, that Kratith was a guardian. And there were many against me saying that Kratith was a subtype of Vex, like the Hezen, because, you know, the weapons were called I... the Hezen Legend rocket launcher. And what, what do you know? Here in the Taken King, Kratith is in one of our missions. So I'm going to yeah. throw that out there as far as paying goes. And I'm going to drop um, that now. I won't mention it anymore, I promise. Drop the mic, Willie. You, that's confirmed. That's right. confirmed. I had a mic over drop it. Drop okay, so are you ready to hear my crazy theory, Willie? Blue, y'all ready for this? Just- yeah, go for it. All right. Now, sure. Real quick before I get into that, it wouldn't be focused fire if I didn't come up with some really weird tie to a god. I just want to throw this out there, Payin. Um, the the definition that Blue threw out there is completely correct. But then later on... Oh, no. Are you going... Yeah. No. Later on in the etymology of the word, yeah. it became synonymous with an epithet of Asclepius. Asclepius. Yes. And he was the god of healing. Uh, blessings of light much. Okay. Well, leaving so that there. A, so was Apollo. <laughs> Yeah, among other things. So there's there's a there's a tie in with healing there, and uh, I don't know if that's just an abstract healing through song, or that's that's neither here nor there. I just had to do it. So my <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the number nine. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no. <laughs> so <laughs> like, no, no, we're not doing dra- We're not doing dragon scales. We're not doing this. <laughs> okay. So I believe, and, and again, this is way out there, and I don't have a lot to support it. I, I believe that St. 14 left on his assignment to bring in Osiris, stop him, whatever the parameters were. And then somehow, um, somehow, Osiris was able to flip him. I think that's not pretty that far out there. I think right. there's, I a think, people, right. there's a lot of people, there's a lot of people espousing a- that that theory but i think that how he flipped him was had a lot to do with the deep stone crypt and the fact that saint 14 was an exo i think do you think osiris cracked it i think he cracked it and okay i'm not going to go too far into it because this is a talk for another time i think saint 14's 14 wipes when they were revealed to him Revealed things about the speaker that Saint Fourteen did not like very much. I think the speaker had Saint Fourteen as an enforcer for a very long time, and when it became inconvenient for him to have his memory, the speaker wiped him fourteen times. So I do believe the next time that we encounter Saint Fourteen, he will actually be Saint Fifteen. 
Do you think that he will be Saint Fifteen, or do you think that he would have taken on a It's it it's one or the other, but I think that I think that in the in the most literal sense, Os- Osiris showed him the light, and that ties in with another theory of mine. But that's that's what I have in my head as happening on in the Caloris Basin. I don't well, like you. Yeah, I don't like you anymore. <laughs> Jesus, deep. Oh, you had to bring up the Deep Stone Crypt. Well, I mean, he is an exo, so the Deep script, Deep Stone oh, Crypt. Right, I mean, but I mean, the thing. So the thing about the Deep Stone Crypt. Hang on, hold on. Let me, let me pull this up so people, if I can make sure that we're. Yeah. So oh, basically, it's yeah, like a story your grandfather tells you. It's never the same twice, and it's really long. It's, it's and you'll never get to the end of it. It's it's literally the perfect password is what it is oh yeah i mean it it because it is it's it's a password that's what it is that's what the deep stone crypt is so here let me and do you mind if i read this real quick oh go right ahead okay so ghost fragment it's it's ghost fragment legends <clears throat> deep stone crypt says this is the tower where we were born not the tower just a tower in a dream the tower stands on a black plain. Behind the tower is a notch in the mountains where the sun sets. The teeth of the mountain cut, in, cut the sun into fractal shapes, and the light that comes down at evening paints synapsis shapes on the ground. Usually it's evening when we come. The ground is fertile. This is good land. We go to the tower in dreams, but that doesn't mean it's not real. Some of us go to the tower in peace. They walk through a field of golden millet, and, and a low, warm wind blows in from their back. I don't know why this is, because the rest of us meet an army. You can ask others about Deep Stone, and they'll tell you about the army. They might confess one truth, which is this. We have to kill the army to get to the tower. Usually this starts barehanded, and somewhere along the way you take a weapon. Ask again, and if they're buzzed, they might also admit that most of us don't make it to the tower, except once or twice. None of them will tell you that the army is made of everyone we meet. The people we work with, and the people we see in the street, and the people we tell about our dreams. We kill them all. I think because we were made to kill, and this is the part of us that thinks about nothing else. Often I kill people I don't know, but like most of us, I think I knew them once. In the time before one reset or another, when my mind was younger and less terribly scarred. So that is how we go back to the Deepstone Crypt, where we were born. That's that's the Exos. So the Deepstone Crypt is is the process in which the Exos are reset. And that's and that's you know, that's kind of been that's widely accepted. Like that's that is the Deepstone Deepstone Crypt is that that is what that is. Um, I'm trying to find, and it's kind of like their birth too. I mean, you look at the uh, the artifact, the deep stone, the ring of living stone, right. and memory of the deep stone crypt, where we the tower born. where we're born. No, and I would be remiss if I did not. And Damo and I have had long conversations about this. This card right here is, and I don't know if either of you have read the Dark Tower series. That I is have what, not read the Dark Tower like, series. That is the Dark Tower. Like, the only thing that is not in that description that is in the Dark Tower, and that's only because in the book, there's a, it's, it's, it's a long, it, that's a whole different story. The only thing that's not in this description that is in the series is roses. Everything else, 
everything else is almost exactly the description of the Dark Tower from the series. Um, and the Dark Tower has a, a, an enormous significance in the series, but it, it's the it's basically the center of the cosmos. It's the center of the multiverse in which everything exists. But the Deep Stone Crypt... So, the the thing is, is like, so the, the, the theory, and I, I can't remember the grimoire where we kind of, or I can't remember if it was a grimoire or if it's just kind of a, a theory that has just grown from this grimoire. Excuse me. But the theory is, is that this is the reset passcode for all exos. It's, it's, and the reason why it's the perfect passcode, because there are so many variables, because like they, like it said, you kill everyone you meet. There is no way to know what an EXO is going to meet and what they have experienced in their previous life, except to be that EXO. So there is no way to crack that code. However, as we know, Osiris can, Osiris is studying the race of our enemies who travel through time. He can exist in, you know, theoretically, you know, our theory is that he has mastered that. He has figured the way out of that. And if he can do that, then he could probably theoretically spend enough time and research to actually be able to crack an Exos Deep Stone Crypt password because he could follow them through time. And I don't know, I don't know how it translates into a passcode necessarily because it's, it's, you know, obviously it's very much more advanced scientifically than where we are right now. But if the, I guess the theory would stand that if you can, if you know who that EXO has encountered, you will know who the army is. And I'm not sure what happens. In the, the other note there is that it says that only a few times do they actually reach the tower. But it doesn't seem to, it doesn't seem to impact them sig- as significantly if they don't reach the tower when they wake. Because it didn't, it didn't seem like, I don't know. It didn't seem to me like that was a. They, they're. It's like Valhalla. They're trying to reach the tower, but it doesn't seem like that's going to be the, the matter of success for them to be reset. So I'm curious what the difference is. What the difference is for the exos who breach the tower against those who don't. Well, I, I want to say that the thing you're trying to get, man, I don't have any way to access it right now is it's Kate. Um, if you right, went right. ahead and pre-ordered the yeah, special fancy edition that costs more money than the game did a year ago, <laughs> you get the book. And uh, the book is Cade's journal, and he talks about the Deep Stone Crypt. He also talks about a love for a certain scientist, but maybe we'll get a chance to talk about him another day and get more into that. And that whole craziness, like we, I believe we did in one of the episodes, which I must say is the first episode, so we'll, we'll be our hidden episode we might pull out one day. Please, uh, let's redo that one. <laughs> absolutely. You know, it's a shame that we didn't. It, we did, it was a disaster anyway, so it's a good thing no one can hear it now. But maybe later in the future, that might be something people want to hear just to hear how much we got into it on the first one. I had It'll a lot be on the DVD, the lost episode. Yeah. Yeah. Lost <laughs> episode, the DVD, the special edition. And uh, if you go ahead and you pre-order now for $120, you can also get Blue Crew 86's journal. 
and yeah, that you, will... you don't want that. There's and there's a lot of random stuff in there. Three Twitch emotes. Three Twitch emotes. <laughs> Good call. The virtual bit slap, among others. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I mean, that's that's an interesting theory. I, I didn't even think about that. I, I mean, I did not even think about what would have happened if Osiris actually cracked the deep stone. What if that's how he he convinced Saint Fourteen? Yeah, it ties well, into another theory of mine, but it's like the basis of all of my my very uh, all of my very uh, weird oh. thinking, <laughs> if you will. Which is pretty out there. I'm going to throw that out there. It's well, it is, it is, but at the same time, we understand. I mean, so I guess didn't I think we talked about this when we talked about Osiris? But if you make it to the lighthouse, there is the exo, there's the exo, and then there's the is it the no, it's the vex, and then the skeleton. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I say, I've heard that it's a vex and a skeleton, as if Osiris was experimenting, trying to put the two together, maybe. Or maybe he was doing research to. Yeah, maybe he was. Maybe he was doing research on the exos to figure out how they are made, because that's the other theory about the exos is that they were made in order to withstand the mental strain of the. Um, was it the simulations or the just the time travel? Yeah. The, the machines. Forks, the, oh, the exos are made. We'll call it the machine. Yeah, I, I want to say exos were. It's kind of made for getting because we all know that at some point in time, every exo was a human. Now, right. And another thing I did want to point out, Blue, is I want to say it's in a grimoire card that there's the question: Who actually knows how much of a guardian's memory is fabricated by his ghost? That's Osiris. Pass. Is that in Osiris? That's, that's the that was one of the crimes that Osiris was. Um, that was one of, that was. Uh, it was the speaker. It was the speaker card. The speaker right, well, to Osiris. It's not just the exos. Us guardians, whether you're a human, awoken, exo, right when you're revived, you don't really. It does make you think. How you don't know anything about your past, which yes, that is perfect for the type of game that Destiny is. But at the same time, it makes you wonder how much they took away from your memory, maybe even planted in there, no matter what race you are, just to have you go on your crusade. Because once again, we're going out. These are called raids. When we go to the Vault of Glass, when we go to Crota's End, when we go into... Orcs' domain and King's Fall, and we're the ones that are invading their worlds and taking them out. Now, yes, they're they're pretty dangerous. It's pretty much as far as we know, it's good that we're taking them out. But at the same time, we're the ones doing the raiding. And last time I checked, our kill count was a lot higher than theirs were. We be winning. Yeah. <laughs> Most yeah, no, that, so that that I mean, was that was from Osiris, and it says, "But your curiosity was voracious. How much of a guardian's personality and memories were true? 
how much had been fabricated by their ghosts. Did guardians share particular personality traits, a willingness to yield to authority, a tendency to do anything anyone asks for the promise of uncertain reward, a blind knight-errant mentality? Had the Traveler manufactured all of you as living weapons? Exactly. That, was, that was the quote that I, I made fun of because it was also poking at the fourth wall for our, mm, our right. love of RNG. But yeah, no, that's, and that, and that's the thing is like, that's what, you know, that wasn't, that wasn't actually why he gets kicked out, but that was the, the beginning of the end for Osiris was when he started asking those existential questions that were like, you know what, you're kind of, you're kind of getting into uncomfortable territory. So you need, you need to slow, slow your roll. And he didn't. Right. No, he didn't. You know, that's why he was exiled. And we don't know whether or not that was by him saying, fine, I'll leave. You don't want me here. I'll go. Now, the or, other, so here's here's another thing. Actually, now that I'm looking at this, so so going back to the Queen's card, because this is this is actually connecting back to the Saint Fourteen conversation. I, I promise. Then in the Osiris card, there is a quote that says, "I hear stories of Lord Shacks meeting with fire teams of warlocks who have no shadow and never blink." Now, if you don't have a shadow. That means that light is emanating from every pore of your body, i.e., you're in radiance, basically, right? I mean, I'm not I'm not a warlock player, so I, but I, when you when you throw radiance, you you ignite in fire. There is no shadow. Is there is there a possibility that the person that was with Eris is actually just a random messenger of Osiris with Eris? So it's rando, just a, just a Sunsinger just a, warlock. Yeah, just a random Sunsinger warlock that has you know his his you know viceroy or somebody. Not it doesn't have to be Saint Fourteen. I'm just I'm just throwing that out. I just read that and I was like, you know, because if you don't have shadow, that would mean that you're very bright, and we all know that Eris doesn't react well to light. So maybe that could that could be the part where she she flinches as if someone had shown a bright light into her eyes. And those are the key words, as if. You know, yeah, no, Aldrin, just... Aldrin the Crow, the prince of the Awoken, he he doesn't flinch at this person. Right, and Marshall, the queen, she doesn't. The Tekkuns that are in there, they don't flinch at them. It's Actually, just Aldrin, with Aldrin kind of doesn't even... Because he, he says, it says that to her right and just before stood the prince facing forward, but his body half turned back toward her. So he's not even really in full defense mode. You know, if you if you think about how a guard would stand, you know, if he was in full defense mode, his back would be to her and his full attention would be on the person in front of him. He's he's almost relaxed. Of course he's oh, because, always he's always yeah, kind of relaxed. Well but, that also leads back into Osiris being with the nine. Are we gonna get into that now? No, let's not. No, we, no we, we, can, we can get into that. No, if you no want. dragon theories. <laughs> no, we're then there's I'm a time you. and a place for those, and those are those are golden. That's all I'm gonna I say. I will get full spin metal jacket trending. <laughs> I, I, I want a t shirt that says that. No, but I, I like that. I like that idea about the the deep stone crypt. That's a that's a I didn't even think about that. But if if there is a single person in this story that is going to break it, it's going to be Osiris. Most definitely. definitely. And uh, I mean, unless unless Rasputin or the Speaker already have it, but that's not really. I mean, that's not. They're not going to break it. They they would be able to crack it just because they have it. 
right. but like if someone's going to hack a if someone is going to be able to hack an exo i could totally see that being it's do we know okay so here's another thought what if the stranger is saint oh there he goes now you <laughs> now that's that's all the way. The stranger that has been cool. accused of being more people in this game. I, I know, I know, but okay, <laughs> but I mean, hear hear me out, right? You know, if if Saint if, was a dude, so this argument is invalid. Do, okay, but do we know that at a reset that they retain their gender? Cade stayed a guy. That's I would true. I mean, I would I'm imagine just, I just, just just I was just thinking out loud, but I mean. If you're going to talk about resetting the Deepstone grip, you got to kind of go there. Yeah, yeah, no, I think there's Hashtag a base. Saint Jenner. Oh god, yeah. just rule sixty-three. <laughs> this. Oh man, I thought that was sure? off it's limits. Sure. No, uh, all I'm the Caitlyn sorry. Jenner jokes are supposed to wait till we do the books of sorrow. Oh. <laughs> Saint Jenner, it's happening. I'm gonna say it again. I want to make sure but I mean, so I mean, that. like, if because if I mean, just thinking about that, if oh my god, that would just be a hilarious twist. Oh yeah, you know, Saint. Yeah, you've already met her. Him, it. It's a robot. But uh, what I mean, because yeah, if you reset the deep, if you can, if you can hack an EXO to the point that you can reset the Deepstone Crypt passcode, what would prevent you from being like, you know what? Have at it. Like, let's just reset everything. I mean, that's that's the core. So Osiris was like, I'm going to make you a chick while I'm at it. Well, Why not? I'm not, I'm not going to finish that thought. But, you know, it... I'm lonely. <laughs> See, that's why I wasn't going to finish that thought. But, but I mean, I mean, but, I mean... <laughs> I think it's worth saying, is all I'm saying. Osiris isn't lonely. Um, he has plenty well, of... Uh, plenty I, of I imagine it being, being like a... Any data partition um, in any computer system you've ever had, and that wiping the memory doesn't change everything about the system. It just changes whatever was stored in the memory. Accessing that memory, likewise, wouldn't really change anything. Um, at least in my limited knowledge of computers i can't believe i'm no, no 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 that's trying that's to correct. trying to go here with blue and that's and that's actually that is actually what Cade's journal says like that is that is exactly why Cade has the fragments of his memory okay. that he has you said was, Cade, not Cade. just checking what? but i will go out the there cake and say is a this. lie i don't know what you're talking about Cade, yeah. Cade, Cade is not a liar yeah. well he's a liar yeah, but D, he's not honest a i got you but I that's thought, that's actually that is exact. I think I I haven't read that full journal just yet. Um, but I from what I'm what I'm reading about it, that is exactly where the fragments of his memories are coming from. Is that's exactly what it is, is because there's no such thing as a pure wipe. I mean, without without like damage. Uh, yeah, and I mean Banshee, but yeah. we all. I mean. I hate bringing him up as an example of that, but that that's a way of wiping is just cracking the hard drive. Like, yeah, you won't, you won't be able to retrieve anything. It won't be worth much, but there's no way you're going to retrieve it. But I mean, there's no such thing as a full, like, I mean, I guess you could wipe and wipe and wipe and wipe and wipe, but it's not going to ever like the information is there. And that's what Cade's yeah. journal kind of confirmed as far as the exos. Yeah. Cade definitely confirmed in the journal. He says, 
that there are things that you do remember. And, you know, he proves it with this journal talking about Maya Sundaresh, his time at the Ishtar Collective, his jobs with Clovis Bray. His memory of the fall. And then you have, you know, the, the Deep Stone Crypt, the Titan Mark, which oh, I was surprised. I thought you were going to go into it, Blue. But the Deep Stone Crypt Titan Mark is a badge illustrating the infamous subroutine, which seeded the first exo consciousness. So this is oh, yeah, pretty much right. Yeah. So this Deep Stone Crypt, this is what made exos work. And it comes down to they're kind of, from what I'm understanding, once again, I'm not a tech wizard, so I, I don't know every little thing. But from what I get as a layman, the Exos, while they are definitely special because they hold a human consciousness in them forever and always, they're still computers. They still store so much data and they need to wipe at least a good amount of that data, which is why we have the Deep Stone Crypt repeating for them. Um, oh, yeah, the Deep Stone Crypt subroutine would just be a defragmentation of the hard drive. Exactly. It's like your hard drive's getting too full, you're going right. to start losing your mind and actually killing these people if you don't have this dream to kill people and yeah. just erase them from you. And maybe that's which is actually what it the is. De- it's the pro- that is actually the process of defragmenting is deleting the extraneous information. And that could be the, the difference between the ones that make it to the tower. Okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. You know, you actually managed to, so maybe they get to store stuff longer because they actually make it all the way to the tower. They're deleting the people that they're killing as they go. And the ones that don't quite make it there, they probably defrag a good amount of information, but they don't defrag all of it, which I would think Kate's, well, like we, you said earlier, once again, I'm not a tech wizard, but yeah, I guess you can't defrag everything. There's got to be something there. Well, which, and, that's, and that would be the subroutine that's the seed of their consciousness. That would be the, the, the immutable um, tower that, that's like... You know your your operating system basically. Yeah, they can only that store also so trans- much. That also they translates into Banshee better. getting like two steps before he has to wake up. <laughs> and or Banshee, Banshee like, just go go stand next to him, and you'll understand why I make fun of him. It's just like, oh my god, some of his yeah, some like... of his te- <laughs> he, he makes me laugh. Why don't like, we what? talk about freaking what's your name if we're going to talk about creepy people in the tower? And no, I'm not talking about Ares. I'm talking no, about Ava uh, Levant. Yeah. She is one, way too cheery for someone who's had such a dark past. Oh, my God. Her and Holiday. Oh, Both don't, don't, don't go there. Both of don't. them. It's like, how are you smiling? How in the nine hells are you still smiling after doing hey. what you just had to do? Hey, hey. Get off a of holiday. No, okay. no. Holiday, holiday is awesome. But, I mean, <laughs> just, just listen to some of the stuff. I mean, yeah. Oh. I just, yeah. my only problem with Holiday is I want her to take a bath because she's had the same grease smudge on her I arm guess. for going on I don't know how long, but otherwise she's, she's money. Um, I do want to point out, you know, we said that if anyone could could help an EXO, um, 
crack the deep stone crypt, it'd be Osiris. And I'll even go one step further. I will th- I will say that it it would take Osiris and it would take a very extraordinary exo. Um I view it being more of a team thing than it being I, I, I kind of envision Osiris being able to actually infiltrate the subroutine and help, like actually literally help um inside the subroutine. And I think it actually would take an extraordinary exo, i.e. the, the Chuck Norris of exos. Right, yeah. Um, and you got to look at this too. Saint, I think 14 is the highest number we've seen on an exo so far. Banshee. Well, well Banshee's back. 44. Crazy, 44. So. But yeah, 44. But yeah, that's true. He's you one know, step I, away I, from I, the Keurig coffee yeah, maker. He, he, he's pretty much, he's like... <laughs> He's the senile exo, <laughs> and for some reason they let him hand out weapons. They're like, "Here you go, crazy old man." <laughs> That's the funniest part yeah. is he's he's the one that you should have last next to explosives. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but honestly, look at his weapons. Have They're like, "These won't hurt anybody. These won't hurt anybody. Just That's take true. these." Half, half of them don't work. So <laughs> I'm still waiting oh, for Josh, one of those. I'm still waiting for know. one of those Just things to blow up in my face. Things. Josh says, "Lay off, lay off a banshee." <laughs> Poor banshee. Oh my god. Hey, Blue okay. started it, but he is. He, when you think about it, like I didn't really think about it, Blue, until you said something. Banshee does go kind of. He, he's not all there, but he does. <laughs> he does retain yeah. good enough memory to help you make bad. If you recall, he helps you recreate bad juju. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you know, he, he makes weapons specially for you. I'm still yeah, waiting for one. I'm still waiting for one of them to blow <laughs> up in my face. I'm, that's all I'm saying. These test weapons, I'm just I'm waiting for someone to make a YouTube video of don't touch this weapon, it'll kill you. Because not because it doesn't shoot, no, because it literally explodes in your head. Like in your <laughs> face. You go if to aim down sight and it blows up. He makes something called the Banshee Special. I'm not touching it. I'm not, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to watch someone else. I'm going to be, hey, switch. Switch. Grab that. We're going to go. We're yeah. going to go patrol. Right. But, um, okay. So, God, I don't know even know how we recover from that. Because <laughs> <laughs> now, now I'm like, now I'm thinking all the possibilities of, well, okay. So, but, so do you think it would be helpful to an XO? What the, uh, the the cracking of the deep stone? No, I do not think it would be helpful. I think it would amount to um, a what is their equivalent of a nervous breakdown. I I think it would or be the too much of a vex like guardian. I think it would be too much information all at once to a being that has no context for it. And no, that's fair. I think I think that would just be a, a an exo disaster. Well, think about it. Vex, as far as we know, don't have to be wiped. And of no, course, but they, also, but they operate in a hive. They yeah, they share a mind. A, they share a mind. They they have sure. they have. I mean, it's that's like comparing. That's uh, trying not to go too tech. That's like show sharing a. Uh, it's a like solid the state drive. You know, it's a, it's a solid state drive versus the cloud. The cloud can handle infinite more information than a than a single hard drive. You know, a single hard drive can only hold. X it's amount fine. of gigs. Yeah. 
Whereas the cloud, the cloud is the the cloud is the cloud. It's infinite. So the high, I mean, the vex wouldn't need to be wiped in the sense that the the exos do, which actually might be why the exos don't share a mind is because they don't want to have that that issue. Well, they would be the vex if they shared a mind. They would rise up. <laughs> right. Well, that's yeah. That's the whole. Yeah, I don't know where we're going with this one now. No, no, I just we're looking into Saint Fourteen's vexness. Vexness. Oh god. His vex. His vexosity. Oh no. What? Willie will abandoned us. Oh well. Just a little bit too, a little bit too exo for him. No, but I, Saint Fourteen is one of the most. I was just intri- trying to. Yeah. Man. What's that? I was like, they kicked me again. You guys know when I'm going to go off the handle, don't you? We do. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. We would never do that. I don't even know like, how. <laughs> he goes again. Let's get him out of here. When he calms down, he'll come back. We'll bring him back. <laughs> we'll bring him back. There's your flaw. You're never calming down. So that's a flawed plan <laughs> from the get-go. Um, exactly. so, so you think, oh, my God, my head is still processing this you're, whole thing. Because I like it. We've, we've it's got a good twist. On the X. We kind of did today because of Saint. So there's another great thing that Saint did is got us more into the Exo lore. Um, and, yeah, go ahead. No, go for it, Jess. Oh, no. Where no, I was going? just going to say Saint 14 is, is really intriguing to me just because there's a cultish, and I don't mean to use the word cult, but he's almost like a cult figure. And there's so little we know about him. I think of him like um, I almost think about the early, um, like George Washington. When George Washington was around, all there really were were stories of him. And a lot of them were misinformation. And there was really limited on him, but his legend grew. And that's how I view, you know, St. 14. The people had such limited information to go on, but he just became this larger-than-life heroic figure um, who – and we haven't even mentioned the fact that after his assignment to go after Osiris, all mention of him ceases, which is kind of shady. But I just – Another I view point him, towards yeah. the speaker being dubious. Yeah, to say the least. And he would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for Justin. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna unmask him one day. It's gonna happen. Right, we'll uh, the tower. I think you you won't be you won't be alone in that in that endeavor. Um, but yeah, Saint Fourteen is Saint Fourteen is Paul Bunyan is you know every every folk hero we've ever had in RoboCop's body. Pretty much is what's going on. I wasn't going with RoboCop. I was going for, with another famous Bungie creation. But yes, that is that is kind of. I think the other interesting thing about that whole like create like the whole thing of him creating a following is like he didn't really seem to want it. Like did did you guys get that feeling too? Like he, yeah, he seems like he's just kind of like no, I'm just doing what's right. And that, you know, obviously that gathers a following. Like, you know, it's it's clear that that's what happens is you, you can pick up on people like that, especially in a world in which they existed in, you know, where no one was doing really 
everyone was just trying to survive. It wasn't a matter of, I mean, he, he kind of pushed people to step beyond just basic survival. Survival wasn't just, survival wasn't enough. He said, like, you know, that's kind of the, I, I can imagine him kind of being like the type of person that's like, no, yeah, okay, great. We have a wall. Now let's actually build a civilization, you know, within that wall. I see, I kind of see him as that type of figurehead. And I, I think that's that's also, you know, the whole never was there a more beloved thing. I mean, just in the same way that, you know, Osiris wasn't really that big of a, a politician, I think Saint-14 just kind of was, he was the quiet person that didn't say anything and then all of a sudden caved your face in when you threatened his friends. Um, there's actually, there's evidence of him not wanting it, though. There's evidence after he headbutts Skolas. I mean, sorry, not Skolas. That would have been awesome. That would have been even but, better. <laughs> yeah, but after he after he headbutts Sulcus, um, and he calls the speaker, he says, "I'm gonna lay down here. They can honor me later. <laughs> I'm gonna take um, a nap." <laughs> exactly. I'm kind of so, dying at the moment. <laughs> ain't nobody got time for that. Go ahead. Yeah, that, that had to kind of hurt him. Uh, I was just gonna say that's another thing that makes you naturally think of saint 14 as a likable character he doesn't ask for any of this he doesn't necessarily i'm sure he likes it but he didn't say hey you know i I was in the battle of the six fronts yeah he never never brags about it or well i mean that we see he never like he never name drops really except for the one (laughs) except for the except for the one time in which he told the speaker that, you know, Osiris was a good person and not to listen to the Concordat. Like that was and the that only time. Him. And that wasn't for him. That was for the city. Yeah. He exactly. was like, no, this is, this is what's yeah. good for the city. You need to do this. Yeah, I don't think there's a self-serving circuit in his body. I, I, which is another thing to make him seem more like he would join mm-hmm. Osiris, too. Because they obviously were good friends. They had that battle at the six fronts together. Obviously they communicated after that to where Saint, this person that's just this naturally, even though he's an exo, he's still just this naturally a leader, a hero by heart. He, he recommends Osiris specifically to be the vanguard for the warlocks at this point in time, which speaks, I think just levels about Osiris and his character. And which is all the more reason to where if for some reason we do have to choose between the the city, the tower, and going to see what Osiris is all about, we should probably do that. Yeah, I don't I don't think that's gonna be a I, I think that you will not be lonely on that trip if that's the choice that a lot of us get. Yeah, there's no way. I mean they're already Osiris we were already asking questions before the trials came out and everything about the trials of Osiris screams do not trust the speaker. And I think this is a big reason why they would say that Saint disappeared into the wilderness. Okay. So this great hero of the city that everybody loved and praised out of nowhere, he just disappears into the wilderness and we left it at that. Really? No. There's no way, Bungie, you didn't do that. You're sloppy. <laughs> Not that sloppy. There, there's things that they are holding back on purpose with this character. And 
it's it's the old saying, especially in Destiny, it, it goes along with like TV shows and movies. If you don't see the death, if you don't hear about the death, it probably didn't happen. So big, big chance that Saint's still out there. And if he's still out there, of course, that means that Osiris got to him, whether it was by decrypting the, the Deepstone Crypt form to where he could remember. He couldn't remember everything, even if he did. If he did decrypt the, the Deepstone Crypt form, he, if he tried to take all that information back from 14 wipes, his head would probably explode or it'd be even worse than Banshee. So you got to believe even if he did do that form, he only brought back the things that he would think are important. Like, hey, do you remember that time that you asked the speaker, why exactly are we fighting these fallen? He goes, oh, hold on a minute. Let, let me see your head. You need to go to sleep. Time to sleep now, son. Yeah. Yeah. Go to sleep, my son, and stay that way for until you become saint from Saint three to Saint four. Yeah. Right, and then we'll talk. <laughs> I, I promise you'll remember. Yeah, Which, right. That's that's going to get more into the EXO lore because I mean, we do not know exactly. We don't know too much, but with the Taken King, they have released a lot of information about a lot of different things, and with the inclusion of Cade's journal, they definitely. Gave us great insight in the mind of an EXO and gave us more of an idea of how they think. You know, the, the fact that they do retain some things, but definitely not everything, which, you know, we already went into the defragging. Whoever defragged the most would make it to the tower and all that. And Saint was probably one of those that would make it to the tower quite often, I would think. So... He would remember some things, but probably not very much. And if, if Osiris was to unlock, you know, certain questions for certain times, especially you got to think about the fact that I think you brought it up earlier, Blue. Osiris and Tolan, they got along well. Tolan right now being stuck in the Hive overworld, he calls out to Osiris because he's lonely. Yeah, and I think it's worth noting that he's not calling out to anybody that that's the only person he calls out to. And sometimes, and sometimes Eris. But he, that seems more like amusing. Like he's just kind of like, oh yeah, Eris, she was nice. She was really tenacious about things. But like he actually calls out to Osiris. Like, you know, he's he, it's as almost as if he's expecting him. And I think actually it does say that sometimes I think he responds. It does say that, yeah. So, I mean, he has to, it could be because once again we have Osiris who was as obsessed with the Vex as Tolan was the Hive. I also hold so, to my theory that Osiris set Tolan on the path to his obsession with the Hive because of the quote from the Osiris text. That last line, it seems like it's it's a it's a clear point to that. And want to go ahead and quote that one specifically, Blue? Yep, yep. I'm pulling it up right now because it was just I read I read it just a a while back, and I was like, oh, damn it! (laughs) It's like this just got re restructured in my head. Uh, where did it go? 
What were you gonna say, Justin? While Blue's looking up that. Uh, no, I was. I was gonna say. Uh, Josh had a good point in the chat. It was what about EXO characters? So our player characters, uh, they what? are EXOs. Um, how does that work with with the wipes and whatnot? I assume their last wipe was before they were resurrected. And, or was it? Yeah, I mean, and surely there's not another one while we have them. Maybe that's what I happens when we accidentally delete our characters. Oh, God, I don't even want to think about that. But no, and, I, and I, actually, I, I just found it. But actually, just to follow up on that, that's that's Be wary really if you buy an elite controller. <laughs> you know, I, that's a whole different conversation. I, I have not had that problem. But um, it's it's a question of how do the wipes get initiated? Are they self-initiated or are they externally initiated? That's a great question, actually. Um, because I think that it's Garth not... from IT. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Uh, okay, <laughs> anyways, quote from Osiris was, it was, this was your greatest crime. Hunters chose to pursue, pursue your visions instead of protecting refugees. Titans assembled teams to chase the legendary vault of glass instead of striking the fallen. And warlocks turned away from the study of the traveler in favor of your ultimate obsession, learning the exact nature of the darkness. Like, that is exactly what Tolan did. And then also Kabir did that with the Vault of Glass. But, like, that's exactly what Tolan did. Tolan just left. He was like, I'm going to go study the darkness now. I'm going to go talk to the darkness. Because, you know, what better way to actually understand what's going on than to actually talk to Satan itself. Or whatever, you know, whatever you want to call it. What we brought up earlier, too. Tolan can speak to the darkness. Yeah, Tolan has spoken to the darkness. And you made he an excellent it. point there in that there are only two known entities other than Tolan who have spoken to the darkness that we know of. Yeah. There's and orcs the deep. and then the worms. <laughs> so yeah. there, there, that's a whole nother bag of worms I'm sure we're going to open up next week, though. <laughs> I see well, what you, you know. That's a, good, that's a good segue right there. Yeah, I think that is so an excellent. So that's segue. a great reason to tune in next week if you would like, because that one's good like this guys have already said. Once they Justin just really pointed it out, but the the Tolan focus fire has really been blown up because there's so much about him, and and I'm looking really looking forward to next week as well. And the the nice thing about the focus fire for Toland is that unlike the other focus fires that we've had up until this point, there is a ton of grimoire information about Tolan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, finally. Same, yeah, and, and, and yeah. I mean, we could probably, well, I don't know. If I, I We're going to have to figure out how we're going to do that because we could probably spend the entire two hours just reading grimoire cards about Toland and making connections between the grimoire cards without even opinions. Without even that, fighting. Yeah, without, like... That doesn't take into account fighting time. Oh, God, fighting time. And then with Tolan, it's going to be a... That's going to be a dukem. Sockem, rock, bockem. <laughs> but, all right, so I think that... I think, actually, that is a good segue to our shout-outs. Um, and, Justin, Perfect. you want to you kick that off, Justin? Yes. Um, first of all, I'd like to give a shout-out to uh, a clan member of mine, uh GR Hobbit, um, my good friend, Jerison Mendoza. He's the one who has mocked up the uh, new Focus Fire logos you'll be seeing soon, just as soon as I can get off of here and get them get put into some media we can use. And uh, 
Also, big shout out to Destinypedia, which is the source of all my misinformation. I hope you don't hold it against them. They're a very good site, and uh, I like the layout a whole bunch. And uh, yeah, just shout out to all DOD everywhere, um, and especially DOD Chatter White crew. Um, and yeah, take it away, Willie. I'll go ahead and throw my shout out to the place of all my misinformation, ishtar-collective.net. I love going on there. I think it's a great website, how they have everything organized. They have their own timeline as well. But now big shout out to, I'm going to find out who made that and, you know, throw you a shout out everywhere I can. As far as exactly try to get you in here one day, hopefully. Big shout out, of course, to Blue for dragging me in here for whatever reason. I don't see <laughs> why you guys like to include me, but I do enjoy doing this. So look forward to doing more of these as I go. And I can't not represent Foxtrot. You know, big shout out to all my guys out there at Foxtrot. You guys keep me as crazy as I am. You don't help me not say bad words. <laughs> but I think I'm doing pretty good for the past few weeks. So, you know, shout out to me for not going overboard. And shout no. out to Justin and Blue, whoever kicked me anytime that I may have gone overboard. <laughs> no, and then, yeah, just, just another, I know we gave him a shout out at the beginning of the, of the episode, but definitely give a shout out to the ghost stories guys. They're, they're really good. Um, we are really, they're actually in our chat and we really, we will sometimes butt heads with them, but you know, that's actually the thing that I, I'm really appreciating about the chat is we, we got in some pretty heavy arguments these past couple of days with the Toland because Toland has a couple of philosophical differences that not all of us agree on. And, you know, I'm just going to say just great job to everybody in that chat. I think that <clears throat> we had probably one of the more heated discussions that I've been in with in regards to game lore. And I don't think anybody walked away offended. I, I think yeah. some, I think some people walked away because there was a slew of information being thrown around. And I know we had a couple people who dropped out because they just couldn't keep up with it. Cause it was like, I mean, I think we, ended, we, we literally that first day I've already pulled the logs. We have 45 pages of information. Yeah. 559 um, messages yeah, it, is what it was, I walked up to It today. was in – well, that was today. This was the slow day. Yeah. Yesterday was terrible. But I, not a single person, I think, got offended. And I, I – you know, you know, I – if you're not a part of the chat um, and you listen to this, shoot us a message. Um, we're on Twitter now. We have Focused Fire Chat is our handle Ow. there. And then also I'm at Blue Crew underscore 86. I think – Justin and Willie, I think, both have Twitter handles. I can't remember them off the top of their head. We'll get them in just a second. But if you are not in that chat, I I have been extremely impressed with it. They, I, I was kind of afraid doing the cross-community thing because sometimes the people can get a little crazy. Um, and not just Willie. There's other Don't people. judge me, monkey. <laughs> but it it really has been an amazing amazing exercise so and then yeah willie and justin go ahead and give your twitter handles out so that people can follow you guys there too well i do run the uh at dod fox x1 
Twitter handle, as well as I do have my own at the Brink Job, which you'll see my gamer tag on there. And we did forget to do a huge shout out that we should do at the end of every one of these things that we're doing, whatever we want to call it. Got to give a shout out to the Dads of Destiny in general. You know, Kingpin too. I did that. Did, did you? Did you say DOD? Yeah, you're trying to posthumously steal my shout-out. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I, I didn't do it intentionally. I mean, I, I told you guys I think I'm almost full Toland here, so yeah. I, I am losing my mind as we go along, but I'm having fun doing it. So like Toland, I'm excited to see where it leads. Yeah. And then, Justin, what's your, what's um, your Twitter? Actually, I think I'm one of two people um, in North America without a Twitter account, the other one being my grandmother. Um, so this so might force my we're gonna, hand. We're going yeah, to we're gonna obviously Just be doing a project this here. next week. Yeah, yeah. I'm on Facebook. If I can Twitter, you can Twitter, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, Just do it. It's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, I will. I will. I will. I want Facebook, but I will Twitter. And, uh, yeah, yeah. If you need me, um, I've got a PO box in Waxahachie, <laughs> Texas. Um, <laughs> I'll fix it. I'll fix it. Oh, I'll and, uh, posthumously, I mean, not posthumously, no one died. Um, big shout out to, uh, to our newest member of the chat there, Blue. You want to, you want to oh, share I, that one? Let's, let's not share it until he actually says something. I think we're oh, overloading okay. him. But yeah. I was talking about I was talking about Willie, but okay, oh, okay, Willie, <laughs> Willie Pins Pins is in the chat. He's our he's our latest person. He's is our, he our latest. He's our Halo fanatic over there. Oh, okay, so he was in the chat. I hadn't recognized him. What's yeah, up, he, Pins? I think he I think he ventured into the Destiny madness. Nice. He did indeed. I, nice. I got to do a little bit of an exchange with him before we, but we had to do this, of course. So yeah, he's he's I, I Pins. Pins is awesome, and of course yeah, Josh. Josh, Josh is, in the chat. Yeah. Yeah, Josh is doing awesome. Yeah, Josh gonna, has been here. Uh, he's gonna get Daniel lives. on the uh the uh fiction. Yeah, he's a is what he said. He is uh, a becoming a regular. 